Hello and welcome to episode number 509 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I am Sarah Wendell and this week Amanda and I are catching up on a whole bunch of things. We talk about college visits, airboats, dating, and in a truly indulgent moment, I play a section of my son's trombone solo. I hope you enjoy it. We also have listener email, recommendation requests, and compliments galore. I know some of you love the episodes where Amanda and I just hang out and talk books. And if you like this one, let me know. Email, comment, tweet at me, whatever. If you're into these episodes, I'd love to hear from you. I do want to let you know, heads up, there is a light discussion of needles in the first 10 minutes. Also, my dog's barked a lot. I'm sorry about that. Hello, and thank you to the absolutely wonderful Patreon community who makes sure that every episode has a transcript and keeps the show going each and every week. So if you would like to have a look at our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash smartpitches. And thank you, as always, for your support. And thank you, Garlic Knitter, for the transcripts. This episode is brought to you in part by Pear Eyewear. I don't know if I've told you this, but I have worn glasses since I was two. I have strabismus, which means my eyes cross, and I hated wearing glasses. In fact, I tried to flush my first pair of glasses down the toilet because glasses were my nemesis. I hated picking out frames as I got older and I never had any idea what looked good on me. And my glasses were extremely expensive, so I got one pair. But now I have so many affordable options from Pear Eyewear. Pear Eyewear's base frames come in a set of classic styles. I picked the Finley in remixed blue tortoise, but the corners of the frames are magnetic, so I can get custom top frames to change the color, pattern, and style of my glasses. My sunglasses top frame is gold glitter with rose gold lenses, and I love wearing them. Base frames start at just $60, including prescription lenses, and there are hundreds of top frame designs to go with whatever base frame you choose. Plus, they release new top frames every month and collaborate with art museums for gorgeous limited edition frames. I used to have one pair of glasses, but thanks to Pear, I have two and one of them is infinitely customizable. You can get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style, starting at just $60. Go to PearEyewear.com slash Sarah for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com slash Sarah. Are you looking for a suspenseful read? Heads up. This episode is brought to you by Unstable by Alexandra Ivy. Unstable is the third in a small town thriller series with a hefty dose of romance, and it'll appeal to fans of Lisa Jackson, Karen Rose, and everyone who likes their romantic suspense with a very sharp edge. Rachel Fisher's job in Cold Case Files has brought her back to Pike, Wisconsin, where she'll be working alongside her ex-husband, Zach Evans. As Pike's interim sheriff, Zach expected a low-key assignment. Instead, he and Rachel are racing to solve serial murders from decades past, while a new monster goads them with a chilling promise. Each week, there'll be another old tape and a fresh victim. And unless Rachel and Zach can find a way to get ahead of him, the nightmare will never end. Alexandra Ivy writes suspense that is incredibly fast-moving and very tense. So if you like thrillers, don't miss Unstable by Alexandra Ivy, available now wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door that's formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. 
Many people age 19 through 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and some are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Ritual also invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. I like knowing all the steps behind my vitamins and I love the ease. My multivitamins are delivered to my door every month with free shipping and I can start, snooze, or cancel my subscription at any time. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Sarah and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Sarah. Shall we do a podcast? Let us do a podcast on with me and Amanda talking about all the things. I have some things to tell you. Ooh-wee. So does Wilbur. He has things to say. But I want to start by trying to share something with you. You just have to okay. indulge me for a minute here. I'm going to be like really, really indulgent. While we're waiting, I can tell you the airboat story. Please tell me <laughs> the airboat story. So I went over to Brian's apartment because I was so excited to see him before our movie date last Wednesday. And I was in the area on Monday getting dinner with friends. And I'm like, hey, I'm getting dinner with friends near you. Would love to see you before Wednesday if possible. Oh, that's so lovely. I mean, I would be thrilled to receive a text (laughs) like that. Like, I would be so excited. And yeah, he's like, yeah, come over. We'd love to see you, yada, yada, yada. We're talking about boats. We're sitting on the couch talking about boats and how sailboats fucking suck because you're expected to do work on a sailboat. You know, it's so funny. That is the exact thing thing that Adam says about sailboats, too. He's like, why would I want to do all that work? Like, there's never not working. Um, and so we're talking about boats. I was like, oh, and then you have airboats. And I forget airboats are kind of just like a Florida, Louisiana swampland thing. Airboats are just like a light piece of metal with some lawn chairs taped to it and a big old propeller in the back. And they're very loud. Um, oh, is this the thing where you're like sitting on some floaty pontoon thing and a giant fan like right behind yeah. your ass blows you yeah. clear across the earth? Is that yeah. what? <sighs> okay, I like those about as much as I like jet skis and I don't like jet skis. So, okay, so I'm with you so Brian, far. Brian had no clue what an was. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring up a photo of some airboats. Right. So I get... So I get my photo of my airboats ready. I like hold it up on my phone and he just like leans over and kisses me while I'm still holding my airboat photo in the air. Like I like mumble against his mouth. I was like, I guess I'll show you the airboats later. (laughs) He's like, yeah, you could show me the airboats later. (laughs) Okay. That's hilarious. Please excuse the music in the background. I'm trying to cue something. Oh like, okay. my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the thing I've ever said. I guess I'll show you the airboats later. I mean, look, there's kissing <laughs> and there's airboats. 
thank you for indulging me in this yeah. in this weird moment. All right, so I have two things. I have two things to tell you. One, um, so I see an endocrinologist for polycystic yeah. ovarian syndrome. So I, I try to schedule all my doctor visits in the first quarter of the year, you know, yep. eye doctor at the end of the year, annual physical, endocrinologist, OBGYN, just boom, 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 get it all done. I always know the last time I did it was first quarter. I see the endocrinologist and she's like, I have concerns about your blood work. We had lowered one of my medications. We're going to bring it back up. Okay, that's fine. But I'm also concerned about your thyroid. It looks like you have low B12. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a new thing. So I had fasting blood work on Friday. I have another appointment this week. But she she was telling me things, and I wrote it down. And you know about me and time and numbers, right? So I wrote down, I'm going to do B12 injections. I'm going to give myself a shot every two weeks. That's what I wrote down. Every two weeks, give myself B12. I get the prescription filled from the pharmacy and the pharmacy instructions on the little bottle say twice a week. And I was like, oh, I guess I wrote it down wrong. Okay, sure. So boom, 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 boom. Every Friday and Tuesday, I have it on my to-do list as shots, 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 you know. Shots, shots. Everybody. Yes, exactly. Shots, shots, shots. Adam comes and helps me like he holds the Band-Aid and I've gotten pretty good at it. My outer thigh does not like this experience, but I've gotten pretty good at it. So then I call for my my refill and they're like, you're not due for a refill. And I'm like, I literally am. I have used all of my needles and I've used all my vials. So I got on the phone with the pharmacist this morning and she's like, okay, I am so sorry. Whoever transcribed the doctor's prescription wrote down (laughs) twice a week instead of every two weeks. And we dispensed the wrong instructions, but you're not in any danger. And I'm like, well, thank God I wasn't injecting myself with something like really fucking lethal here. I've just got lots of B12. I don't know what this will do to my blood work, but I'm getting a new prescription. And now I only have to do shots every two weeks, which I am very relieved about. But thank God it was something like B12 and not like not something super expensive. And you know, you know, my first inclination was, oh, I must have written it down wrong. Because you know about me yeah. and time and numbers? Yeah. They, I'm terrible at that. Even Adam was like, D- you know, you said every two weeks. I'm like, I know, but the pharmacy instruction said this. So I'm going off of what they. Yeah, like you think like you default to the pharmacy because like that's their job. Exactly. And the woman was absolutely mortified. Like she Ooh. was fucking horrified about this. So I do not have to shoot myself in the leg twice a week. I'm very excited about that. All these bruises will go away. Anyone who has to give themselves injections on the regular, I have so much respect for you because I watch so many YouTube videos. I watched so much. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, and they're like, well, you can give it to yourself in the arm. And I'm like, look, I'm not that flexible with the over the over my opposite arm. And I can't shoot myself in the my and my own. thigh is meatier than my arm. I yeah. would feel much comfortable in my thigh. Oh, yeah. And I have a lot of freckles. Like when we were when we were doing infertility, Adam had to give me injections. He was like, I don't want to fucking give you injections again. I hated doing that. It just really I just I hated it. I'm like, no, 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 I've got this one. But he's like, I'll give you a tip. Aim for a different freckle. Just hit hit the freckles. Boom, 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 boom. Now I have freckles on my side that oh I am at. The, the, the sun damage is useful. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't have to shoot myself up. twice. Finally, finally, all these freckles have a purpose. So the big news for me right now is actually not my news. Currently, Adam and my older son are in the car going up to New York to look at colleges. That is so exciting. I know. And you know, I was thinking about this. The site started January of 2005 and he was born November of 2005. So he and the site are about the same age. So the site has to go to college. We have to, we have to find a college for the site. It's going to graduate next year. I feel like where is where is smart bitches gonna gonna study? Sarah Lawrence. 
that's not a bad guess. <laughs> I feel like we should do a post of like smart bitches go to college. Where where are we sending the site for for continued education? Yeah. How wild is it that he's looking at colleges? So he plays the trombone, and I have his permission yeah. to do this. Um, okay. He plays the trombone, and he has played the trombone since fifth grade. Oh, my God. And he's, he, I mean, I am biased. He's really good. Of course. <laughs> so he is looking at Berkeley, though he does, he's not sure he wants to go to Berkeley. He's going up to Boston. They'll be in Boston on School Wednesday, of Music. Wednesday, right? In my neck of the woods. He is looking at Manhattan School of, of Music. He's looking at the New School. Um, Adam went to Northwestern and they have a good brass program. So he's looking at Northwestern. There's this big old PDF from a magazine of all of the jazz schools in the country. So he's sort of going through and looking at them. Yeah. Colorado has a good jazz program and uh Some I good like snowboarding out in Colorado. I like snowboarding so I'm like how about Colorado have you looked at Colorado he's like it's really high altitude I'm like you're fine after like you'll get used to it you get used to it you'll come back down to sea level and be like wow the air I can run miles and then he'll go back <laughs> and up and be fine but I thought if you would like I will play for you a solo that he played on the tr- trombone when he was a freshman. Now he is Let's a junior. Do it. I mean, I took all this time to cue this video and had all this yeah. weird jazz playing I'd behind be like, you. Can you imagine? I'd be like, no, just skip it. Airboat <laughs> solo. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh my God. Okay. I thought that was right. There he is. He's stand up. an award for that solo he won an award he won that was at a, a county adjudication of jazz bands from all of the county schools oh and he won a soloist award for that solo and so i was sitting there filming like you know the mom and like all of the moms next to me were like oh my gosh did you see that and i'm like shaking i'm so impressed when he finished and sat down the the people who were like judging and giving comments yeah. they like they sat back like wow and I was like, shit, even these like music professors think my son's good. Like, I think my son's good. He's my kid. Wait, he was, you said he was like an honors, honors band, right? Yes, he's yeah. in the county honors jazz ensemble. He's yeah. in like three different bands. He was in the pit orchestra. Like they did uh, Urinetown, the school musical. Yeah. They had a live pit orchestra. Like they have a pit under the stage. He says, it kind of smells like really, really old weed. I don't think they've used it in a while. So, so like a secret, he, they found the secret smoking area under the pit yeah, of the secret orchestra, weed spot, right? Sure. So he is now going out to look at music programs. He wants to study music. That's so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm trying to think my good news. My brother is on a 400 mile bike ride around France and Spain right now. Um, why? Why? I stopped asking that question. <laughs> uh, How do you feel about blisters on your ass? And then I was talking to my brother about my dating life. Um, and I was telling him that like, I'm going on a date with this person that I really like. And he's like, okay, sis, well let, he's like, get, he's like, what date are you on? I was like, I think we're on date three. He's like, well, get back to me when you're on date seven. And like, okay, we're going to have date seven 
on Wednesday. So Brian and I will have hit seven dates in the last three-ish weeks. I love this. (laughs) This is such good news. I know. Literally the sweetest. Um, We went to a barcade on Friday. A bar? Barcade. So it's a bar and an arcade. Wait, so it's a bar and then like pinball machines and video games? Oh, humanity gives me such hope sometimes. (laughs) That's friggin' cool. Um, And so he was running late and he knows that I get anxious when I'm running late. He's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I have something that'll make it up to you. He's like, you don't have to do that. You let me know you're running late. It's fine. We get back to his apartment. He had bought a sleeve of macarons. He had gone out to get boba that morning and he remembered that I have a sweet tooth and I like sweet treats. And he's like, I bet Amanda would like the sweetest thing. The sweetest thing. Also, literally and figuratively. The fact that they recognized that. You can use he, by the way. Oh, we talked or, about pronouns. He or they? He or they. Okay. Um, they, he feels more comfortable with he than they, but uses it to signify that he identifies as gender fluid. Got it. So cool. All right. He is fine. So the fact that Brian recognized that anxiety, that you are anxious when you are late. So far, very like super considerate, super sweet. Um, we are both words of affirmation people. So we have been insufferable. <laughs> You're the sweetest. No, you're the sweetest. No, you're the yeah, sweetest. Yeah, just constantly no, you're the affirming one another back and forth. So things have been going very well. I'm so happy. That's so, so that's nice. My, my good stuff. Well, speaking but. of words of affirmation, I have saved some email to share with you. Yay, email. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. This email is from Emmy. Emmy says. Hi, Emmy. Emmy says, just wanted to say thank you for the podcast and the website. I discovered your podcast early on in COVID when I absolutely needed stories with happy endings. I hadn't been a romance reader previously, but you, Amanda, and the whole crew over there at Smart Bitches totally changed that. Thank you for all of the wonderful conversations and the book recs. Y'all have brought so much joy to my life over the past couple of years. Thanks for sharing the love. Looking forward to many more happy endings, Emmy. Oh, Emmy, thank you. Also kind of sad that Emmy started listening to us at the start of the pandemic and then proceeds to say, you've brought me joy through the last couple years. And I know. I, I know. Oh, right. We've been dealing this for a few years now. Last night, I went to Letterkenny Live in <gasps> D.C. How was it? Okay. It was pretty good. There were things I okay. absolutely friggin' loved and things I was like, what is happening right now? But our tickets had the original date on them. Yes. Our tickets were for March 20th, 2020. Oh, my God. And it was rescheduled twice. We finally saw it. Um, it's really interesting to do to, to go see that on the same day that I did a podcast interview about Kickstarters and about engaging yeah. with the fans of the thing that you create. Because this was clearly for fans. I mean, obviously, who's yeah. going to pay to go see a live show of a TV show from Canada? Yeah, right? haven't seen Sure, right. Yeah. If you haven't seen Letterkenny, you're not going to be like, I'll just go to that. Tickets day of, like, it was sold out. And tickets day of were like, hundreds of dollars. The part that I loved was that there are recurring um, characters and recurring sort of skits inside the show. Mm-hmm. Not really skits, but like there's a sequence of jokes that you expect like from, yeah, yeah. from those characters. 
And they clearly wrote personal specific jokes for each location, which I thought was really cool. Like they did a whole slew of jokes about D.C. and D.C. sports teams and, you know, things about being in Washington. There were live conversations that were kind of like conversations that happened in the show. They showed their new blooper reel. They showed a preview of next season. Um, That part I loved. The thing I didn't like was that there was stand-up from two of the actors, and one of them is just not my thing. He does a lot of, like, awkward cringe, like, what oh, is happening. Oh, can't do it. No, it was, it was like he's singing a song about a guy who names bears, and then you had to sing along. I'm like, I did not pay for the mm. secondhand embarrassment of sitting next to strangers doing a sing-along with stand-up. Like, this was not what I expected. But the other actor's stand-up, K. Trevor Wilson, he was great. He was hilarious, but he's also, he's a good stand-up comic. I think for me, it was just the first guy. I think his name is Mark Forward. I just that's not my style. I don't like awkward, cringe, secondhand yeah. embarrassment comedy, and that's kind of what he was going for. And like stand-up comedy, I feel like you have to be prepared to go into like a stand-up comedy show. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You kind of like know the vibes might not be there. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So that part was not my favorite. The part where they personalized it, my absolute, I loved that. My absolute favorite part, though, is at the end, all of the people from the cast who were there got up and introduced themselves and said where they were from in Canada. And then they each said something that they loved about having been in the D.C. area. They, they each said something nice. like How Canadian. So Canadian. Like the most Canadian thing. And then Jared Kiso, the lead who plays Wayne, he said, I'm going to sound so Canadian, but Y'all just have the most pretty city. This this is absolutely beautiful. I mean, he's here with there's cherry blossoms everywhere and it's spring yeah. and it's, you know, sunny. He, he got D.C. at a real good moment. And it was so sweet to have each of them just say something nice about where they were. And at the end, it was a sort of sense of like all of the people in the theater were thanking them for making the show that we love so much, which I was totally down for. That part I loved. That was the best part. But... I went to a thing. I went out and did a thing thing. with people, a lot of people. And I wore a black and red flannel because I thought I'm going to see Letterkenny. It's a rural comedy. Everybody wore flannel. I think a solid 8% had my shirt on. (laughs) I've never been so trendy. (laughs) At least you were comfy, right? I was super comfy. Super comfy. And I, I like going to things where I don't have to dress up, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting into, you know, how you watch women um, get older and you start to wear more drapey, drapey fabrics. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm totally. Pat-tans. Yeah. Try to figure out how to dress yourself for social settings now. I instead forgot of just, like, how. Going to the store or like going to the bookstore or whatever. It's like I have to be out in public doing like a nice function or go to like a bar or a restaurant. Like, yeah. What am I what am I wearing? And I'm oh, yeah. like unearthing things that I haven't worn in like two years. Like, oh, that's right. I have, I own this dress. I own a going out top. What is that for? I, I have a dress that I bought when my sister-in-law got married in 2019 and I was a bridesmaid. Very strange to do for this in my 40s. For people who don't know, I believe this was the wedding where Sarah and her husband exchanged clothes. That is the exact wedding. Yes. Um, I put on his tux yeah. and he put on my dress for the part where the wedding party was introduced. And they took a very cute photo. Yes. We took many, many selfies. <laughs> uh, I will never have that many pockets in my life ever again. That tux had... 112 pockets. I just kept finding pockets. And then I put on the gown and had zero pockets. And that was very sad. But what is this? When I went to the boutique to get fitted for the bridesmaid's gown, they were having a sale. And so I bought a dress on clearance that is blue. It's like a deep blue shift dress down to my knees. 
but it has a chiffon cape. Remember capes? I don't know if I can even wear this dress. Do people wear capes anymore? I don't know. What do people wear outside? Is this a no capes thing? Do I just need to sell this dress? Like, I've never worn it. It has a cape. What do I do? You wear it. Where? You gotta wear it. To the grocery store. To the grocery (laughs) store. I'm walking the dogs in my cape. Yeah, the lady makes us look good. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta get them little matching capes. Oh, we did just get the little one groomed. He would look good in a cape. He has a very jaunty groomer bandana. We were expecting Easter, but they gave us blue with with paw prints. I was very excited. Then you'd match. Right? We would match. So I have another email for you. Okay. So we had a whole conversation on the show about cozy fantasy. And Jennifer M., I'm going to put this in the chat, sent me a link to this book, which seems to be... The most obvious cross and the most obvious example, okay. it's this, Legends and Lattes, which is a cross between a D&D and a coffee shop AU. This cover spawned a rec league that we did. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah. And I can't believe when we were talking about, when we were talking about Cozy Fantasy, the tagline of Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry is a novel of high fantasy and low stakes. Low stakes. Yep. High fantasy, low stakes. Jennifer also said, as in, a, in a previous episode that I did with Emily Jane Bueller, uh, we were talking about bread because Emily teaches bread baking at a folk school in North Carolina. And I was like, I want people to tell me what their sourdough starters are named because sourdough starter naming is hilarious. Like, I don't think my brother has named his. <gasps> he needs to give it a pet punny name. Like mine was originally Stinky Pete 2.0 <coughs> because oh. my original sourdough was Stinky Pete. This is Stinky Pete 2. But then I discovered a sourdough name that Adam insisted we adopt, which is Steve Glutenberg. Jennifer says their starter, which thanks to the thanks to listening to this episode, I just got out of the fridge and fed for the first time in weeks. Think happy thoughts is Alex because of a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast must need a non-gendered name. Mm. Thank you for visiting our eardrums. Thank you, Jennifer. And then I, I messaged my brother to see if he has the sourdough starter name, but uh, my brother is currently biking several hundred miles for fun um so i don't know you know he's gonna pull the bike over and write you like a wall of text about all the names he's considered i mean i think i showed you his first attempt at sourdough and it looked like a hockey puck i have another starter email to share from gg i love people are like i love the fact okay first of all i love when listeners email me it makes me so happy i love the messages i love the email it makes me happy and i have to say um, we st- we launched the Love Struck Daily podcast in early February, like around Valentine's Day. We've already had four guests who have emailed us and said, I want to come on and tell you my love story Aww. after a month and a half. Like, that's amazing. It took years before I got listener email for this show. But the, the Love Struck Daily people wanted to be telling us their love stories like almost immediately. It makes me so happy. I mean, I'm such a dork. I get excited when people tag me on Instagram with how much they love the show. So that also makes me happy. But so G- hint, hint to everybody listening. Feel free to email Sarah, tag Sarah. Tell me all your sourdough names. <laughs> also, people send me bad jokes and it's the greatest thing in the whole world. That's true. Yeah. It's so good. You've created a monster with that one. For I sure. know. It's so great. So Gigi says, my sourdough starter's name is Wilhelmina, daughter of Big Bertha. 
awesome. I want to know the legacy that Big Bertha has left behind. I have that information right here. Wonderful. It's an offshoot of another starter from my old cooking class circa 2005. One of my classmates was of German heritage, so the class starter was Big Bertha. She named it. I wanted an equally powerful name with the same vibe for my offshoot, so I called mine Wilhelmina. It also reminds me of Vanessa Williams' character in Ugly Betty, who I love, which is a bonus. Thank you for all your hard work on the podcast. Gigi. Big Bertha's legacy lives on. Wilhelmina, daughter of Big Bertha. This is great. And I mean, since a since a starter can be like a low-key toddler, like you got to feed it, you got to keep track of it. I can understand wanting to give it a powerful name. Yeah. So let's talk book recs. Let's talk okay. books that you are recommending and books in the spring that you are looking forward to. I have five. Six. Okay. I have six. So I... So you tell me one and I'll tell you one. I just went and looked at my Goodreads and books that I'm looking forward to for 2022. Is it a long list? I narrowed it down to five. Wow. Bring me. Tell me one of them. Tell me one of them. Super easy. Not a surprise. Uh, In September, the new Locked Tomb book, uh, Nana the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. Obviously. So there was Gideon. There was Harrow. Now we're on to book three. Super excited for it. Wow. That's, that's one of my picks. It's not a surprise. The other I, four might be like new to everyone, but I feel like a lot of people have this on there. I love the like, two of the skeletons in the background of the Nona of the Ninth um, cover. Two of the skeletons appear to be having sex. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I'm super excited. That's not until September. I feel like my spring is is light. Things don't start getting heavy until like, summer until like july august september which is funny because so many of the books that were rescheduled in 2021 are coming out in may of 2022 like there are so many books that just passed was like one of the biggest oh my gosh yeah they were so so that was that's one of my five so one of my five is the sequel to paybacks a witch by lana harper from bad to cursed i love the cover it's i love the cover of that one i I, there there is some work that happens in illustrated covers where i'm like fuck yeah that's gorgeous some of them are like really knock it out of the park and And i I just love the like kind of muted like teal and like the snake the filigree and the snakes yeah yeah. And I really liked the world in Paybacks a Witch. I really liked the narrator. I really liked the idea that there was this town full of witches and they've got family drama. I realized that I love a good low-stakes family drama. You do love a low-stakes family drama. I love plus, a low-stakes like, family magic. drama. Magic. Uh, yeah. Plus, low-stakes family drama and magic. I'm here for it. So I'm yeah. very excited about From Bad to Curse. Also because I think Lana Harper is a really interesting writer. There are some things that are constantly described in novels. For example, you you might get a description of a setting or hair or character or clothing. Yeah. And Lana Harper's way of writing descriptions is so interesting and unique. Like mm. they take the time to think about the words they're using. And it's it's like, oh, you could have just described this as an, an in any number of familiar ways. And this is this is this is interesting. This is different. All right, what's another book that you are looking forward to? Okay, we'll do a July one. We'll do a, a sooner one. It's called For Butter or Worse by Erin LaRosa. Ooh. Also, really good illustrated cover. It has 
it has like the details it's like the two characters but they're very detailed in how they're drawn and illustrated yeah um cooking cooking reality competition show oh hello catnip Um, hello catnip they're co-hosts and the hero is described as a smarmy jerk um fine so yep okay i would love to read about this heroine knocking him down a peg for sure and the hero has like a a slice of cake on the cover and the heroine's like brandishing a fork at him it looks so much fun that's like all your jam Um, that's like yeah that's the opposite of red velvet cake for you fuck red velvet cake i'm just it's, you it's see? become a point of contention between me and everybody else in the world. If you're going to make a chocolate flavor, just go all the way. Don't just do in. like if you like cream cheese frosting, just do like a devil's food cake and cream cheese frosting. Yeah. You don't need or, to call me crazy. Just make the cream cheese frosting and get spoon. And just eat the just cream cheese frosting. I mean, a lot of the time cake is a vehicle for icing. Yes. 100%. I love cake. I love cake. But I also recognize that cake is just a vehicle to eat frosting. Which is why you see cupcakes with like two thirds of the height of the cupcake of and icing then you on make, top. Do you make the cupcake sandwich? I have in the past. It depends on whether I want to preserve the little twirly part oh. of the icing. But I will also oh, like. I'm just like unhinged jaw. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. My next one that I am looking forward to is out in June. Okay. So June 7th, The Perfect Crimes of Marion Hayes by Cat Sebastian is coming out. I was like, why does that title sound familiar? And then you said the author. I was like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. yeah and you know exactly which cover it is, right? It's the... Where she's the, jumping into Yeah. The one arm. character is jumping into another character's arm. They're both wearing cutaway long coats with tails. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I know you saw the review that I wrote for Hither Page and the Missing Page, yes. the Page and Summer yes. series. Oh, my right. gosh. I started reading it and I was just like, oh, the blanket of good reading has come over my shoulders. <laughs> Nobody talked to me. And I just like booked it, no pun intended, through one and then two. And I was like, oh, there's only two. Oh, sadness. Because usually if I find a mystery series, it was like originally published 2001. Here are 19 books like for you to read. 20 of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I loved The Missing Page. I loved Hither Page. I thought the series was just adorable. And I'm really excited about The Perfect Crimes of Marion Hayes. There's a previous one in the series. It's the Queer Principles of Kit Webb. I am really excited about that because I find that for me, in addition to low stakes family drama crossed with magic, I love historical mystery and, you know, family and interpersonal drama. You know me, I'm an interpersonal, I'm an internal conflict reader. So I'm so excited about this book. So this is a July release. It's called The Bodyguard by Catherine Center. Uh, The hero is an actor and the heroine is his bodyguard. I know. And I love the cover. The cover to me does not convey the the book description. But it's like the cover gives me like Texas, like 1960s, 1970s. Beautiful. And so when I saw it, I was like, I don't know, just based on the cover, I was like, I don't know if this is my jam at all. But then I read the description. I was like, wait a second. That's gorgeous. I love the like cowboy boots and tassels and or like fringe or whatever. But 
Yeah. And the so flowers in the front, that's a good looking cover. It's very, very eye-catching. But definitely does not communicate, hey, this is an actor and she's his bodyguard. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. a different thing. That's way a different thing. But very excited about it. It looks like it'll be very fun. And so it's on my list. On my list of books that I know an absolute bucket ton of people are looking forward to, and I am also curious about, is Book Lovers mm. by Emily Henry. Ooh. And I'll give you a secret piece of information that I will share with you and all of the people who listen to the podcast. Uh, I am going to be doing an interview with her for <gasps> the show. So I hosted an event. I think it was Sun- I think it was for East City Bookshop. It was a virtual event. I love I East City. That's one of my semi-locals. But I believe the event, if I remember correctly, that I was moderating was all-star lineup. Emily Henry. Right. Christina Lauren. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sonali Dev. Damn. That's a good panel. They were so much fun. And so, like, Emily Henry is going to be a wonderful I am wonderful very combo. excited. Okay, this one, if it's not on your list, it should be on your list. I feel like this is a very uh, Sarah book. I am listening. Um, My hands are on the keyboard. I am ready. The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. I have this in my TV. Yeah, by Sangu Mandana. It looks like the perfect Sarah book. I have Uh, heard so many people going, oh my gosh, it's so good. Witchy main character trying to help other witches. There's like a, I think like the hero is like a prickly librarian. So family drama plus magic. Yeah. It seems like pretty low stakes. Yep. No like world ending if we don't bang magic stuff um but it looks so fucking cute and cozy yes i i am here for all cozy trends i am here for all the cozy trends all right so this is not quite a romance this is probably in the area between general fiction romance and women's fiction where it has an illustrated cover but it's more about more a a story centered on a single heroine more than the romance of two people but yeah. Lost and Found in Paris by Leanne Dolan is about a muse- museum curator searching for her lost sketchbook in Paris. So there's virtual travel, hunting for a MacGuffin, and wandering all over the place. I, I kind of like this idea. I'm here for the setup. I am very curious about this book. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love Lost and Found in Paris? But you have to, if you're, if you're going to wander all over Paris and you're going to look for your lost sketchbook, Watch where you step because people in Paris do not pick up their dog poop. It is the single worst thing about Paris. It's just poopy. Poop everywhere. Poop, poop, poop. It's just I, poopy. It's just poopy. There's like a lot of poop, like literal feces on the ground. I mean, my Paris experience was very minimal, so. Well, there's no poop in the Louvre. You're not allowed to take a dump on the road in the Louvre. That's not allowed. They're going to get mad. There's no poop in the Louvre. No I feel like that <laughs> Somebody's is like a weird like, old like idiom. He's like, you know what they say. There's no poop There's in the no loop. poop in the loop. Somebody's like, going to email and be like, I actually took a really big dump in the loop, but it was great. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> it's peaceful. I can understand. You're surrounded by priceless works of art. Everything in you your body relax. relaxes. You want to go take a little break. That's fine. Got it. Yeah. Um, my last book um, comes out in October. Yeah. And... I'm very excited. So we're returning to the Kingmaker Chronicles by Amanda Boucher. Oh. So the first three books 
are the same couple, but now this is book four and she's moving on to a different couple in the same world. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm excited to kind of like dip back in. That's fabulous. To the books. Are you going to reread? Oh, yeah. I might do a reread. I'm not sure yet. I'm a bad rereader. I know. I know that's not your thing, which is why I ask. But I don't know. I think when but, you have a world as rich as that one, when you have a, a world building yeah. that has so much lore and stuff, when you reread it, you'll see new things. It won't be like, yeah. oh, I read this and my brain is bored. So the new book um, is called A Curse of Queens, and it has uh, the captain of the guard, Flynn, is like the hero. And you've mm-hmm. like if you read the series, you you're familiar. But I'm excited to kind of like get back into the the world building, have a new couple. I'm curious. I don't know about like the next sort of like story arc. So I don't know if like four, five, and six are going to be like the same couple. Right. You know, like do the trilogy thing that like Alona Andrews does or whatever. Um, Or if it's switching entirely to be like one new couple like per book. That's cool, though. I don't know yet. Yay, high stakes, high bloodshed, high fantasy, high stakes. I know. I had to get one in there. High fantasy, high stakes. All right. My last one is a bit of a departure. This is a YA, and I don't read a lot of YA lately. Okay. Um, But the cover and the title and the setup are so completely cute. And then the minute I read the title, I get a song from when I was very young stuck in my head. It is called Melt With You by Jennifer Dugan. I stopped the world. And melt with you. you. Yeah. <laughs> like that is such a an everlasting banger, that song. Like it's a, I'm gonna look at the cover. So it is about two 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 people, two girls who used to be best friends, and then they hooked up right before one left for college, and now they are not speaking together, speaking to each who, other. And what now, was the author again, sir? Jennifer Dugan. Mm-hmm. And so they are their moms own a business together a gourmet ice cream truck and then their moms have an opportunity to make some presentation and so they have to work a series of food truck festivals across the country in the ice cream truck together and so the cover is the ice cream truck parked in a parking lot overlooking this long vista of like mountains and clouds and the two girls are sitting on the roof of the truck and I just think everything about this is just so cute. I really want to read it. And it's Jennifer Dugan a... also did Hot Dog Girl. Yeah. Which I remember being very interested in because it's got a girl in a hot dog suit. I mean, how could you not, right? And All of my interests. I just love the title. I love the concept. I love the cover. It's like, here is a perfect little confection designed for you. It looks you like the cover gives very, like, warm warm summer vibes yeah and there's a there's a definite subgenre of ya romances where it's we have this limited time that is summer to do things and where our relationship happens in this particular period of time whether it's camp or working or summer job or whatever that's a compressed um limited timeline and forced proximity and i'm just like this is so cute i want to read it so i'm really excited to read it and that comes out may 17th so that's a spring book Okay. Although with the way publishing works, May 17th is probably like winter 2023. Summer, yeah. yeah. It's like winter two years from now. That's when this book is actually like what that, oh, that's yeah, I forget, like, they don't have summer season. It's just spring, winter, 
fall or spring yeah. fall winter. But I'm really excited about that one. Good picks. So tell me what you're reading right now. If you're not reading anything, I... that's okay because I've been. No, I have a purse. I have a purse book. Bit of a slump. Come on, purse book. Ugh. I know you're in here. How big I... is your purse? It's look, Sarah. I don't need judgment from you. Okay. <laughs> I've got like scarves and hats. And- well, I mean, you live in Boston. It's still winter there, it's right? True. I'm. I'm doing a. We're going back to Katie Roberts' oh, I just O'Malley series. Talked to her yesterday. Yeah, the marriage contract. This is my purse book. Um, I remember Elise really loved the series. It's set in Boston. Um, I don't think I I read these, so I bought a used copy. Um, and that's my purse book right now. I love it. Contract, Katie Robert. I love it. That's what I'm doing. That's fabulous. Speaking of like being an old, there's like this TikTok. It's like going out in your 30s or whatever. (laughs) And it's like someone's like, are there going to be chairs there? Can I sit? (laughs) That's a good question. And it's like, is it going to take longer than 15 minutes to get there? And someone checks maps like, it looks like it's going to take 16 minutes. They're like, no, no, not going. No, no, nope. (laughs) Can I wear comfy shoes? Are there chairs? And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you, as always, to Amanda for hanging out with me. I will have links to all of the books we mentioned. Do not worry. In the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. But I bet you knew that. I bet you knew that. I do want to know. What books are you looking forward to this spring, summer, fall? Who cares what season it is? I barely remember what year it is, but I want to know what books you are really excited about. You can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave me a message and tell me at 120-1371-3272, or you can record yourself on your phone and then email me the file. That is also cool. And if you want to tell me a bad joke, that's even more fabulous. But I would love to hear from you. What books are you looking forward to? Tell me all about them, because I don't know if you know this, there's a lot of books. Like since I started recording this outro, probably 600 books have been published. There's no way I could possibly know about all of them. So please tell me which ones are your faves. I would like to know. As always, I end with a terrible joke. This joke is from Maggie, who sent me a whole list of wonderful jokes. Are you ready? Why do seals swim in salt water? Give up? Why do seals swim in salt water? Because pepper water makes them sneeze. (laughs) Pepper water. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books, part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.